I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It is the build-up show. Liverpool are going to be taking on Southampton at 3 p.m. kickoff. Do we all have to do the... the the dewy eyed like oh 3 p.m. kickoff thing or we we passed that. I'm past it. Yeah, it's, it's it works for me on the watch longs. I get home earlier. Yeah. I can take that. Like I was here late last night. I was here late for the Arsenal game, so it works for me. Yeah, I might be one of the few people who benefit from earlier kickoffs. <laughs> I don't mind. Though. I think it's absolutely fine for me. I've had this debate for a long time. Sorry, I'm Paul Machen, Ross Chadley, and Steve Hodge. <laughs> uh, we've already heard from Steve. We've heard from Ross. Yeah, the 3 p.m. kickoff thing. I am. Um, I'm in. I'm probably in a very small minority I love those very rare Friday night games they're my absolute they're my absolute favourites but like I quite like I quite I, I like half 12 from a perspective when you win because you know it's just it's, you've got all your happiness and it's all done and stood up and you get a full weekend to enjoy every other kick of football which adds to the, the, the Friday stuff but yeah go on what's your favourite what's your favourite kick off time yeah, I think the R12 when you when you win is a good one. A early finish, but also like you just said, there you, you just stress and worry watching all the other games beforehand. They're going, well, we need to win this game. The pressure's on and all that crap. It's just yeah. Friday but also, night but, it, but, it, but if we lose R12, uh, then R12 kickoffs are shit. Friday night's always not so much, but like that. It's about the best ever was when we played New Year. Did we play New Year's Eve. We played Man, did we play Man, Man City, City Hope. New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah, like what a game that was. I, I got I, I very rarely normally drive the match, but I I I, I just went straight to the pub. And I met, and I was like three pints in when all the family arrived at the restaurants, wherever we were eating. That was amazing. <laughs> belter, belter of a weekend. Uh, right, South Liverpool, Southampton. Uh, yeah, it is a Saturday three o'clock kickoff. Um, Southampton, um, they are a weird team. I, I, I might have slightly slandered them on press box this week, where I, I, I just said they're just a very forgettable football team. Like they're in that clutch of teams at the moment. And I, almost with their, it's them and Wolves pretty much of and and to be fair Wolves are flying at the moment but they are on a, you could you could conceivably see a world where they might they could push for European places they're not likely to get relegated they oh. only play a decent brand of the decent brand of football they got some good they got a good manager etc etc but I don't think they. are they're gonna finish between ninth and thirteenth. I don't know, mate. You know, I think the, I think the, I don't, I don't agree with. Really, the, I don't agree with. The, they're definitely not gonna get relegated. I think they're not. They're not good. <laughs> like they, they were in a relegation battle last year. They are not great. They, we're at a point now where the policy of buy and replace, buy and replace, buy and replace. So and obviously with the sales as well in there, it's starting to bite them on the ass a bit. Yeah, there's only so many times you can go to that well, and they went to it again this summer with Danny Ings. And they, they keep going back to it, and all and like the squad depth that Southampton used to have isn't there no more. The star quality they had isn't there no more, and 
Danny Ings' goals aren't there, and that's a huge problem for yeah. them. They haven't replaced that. So, again, I'm just looking at the league table here right now. They oh, are... I can get it up for us here, actually. Go on. I mean, they're a point at, what, 14 points, for, and that's, what, five with the relegation zone? That, I mean, that's... I don't think they're safe at all. They've, what they've got... I agree with the good manager, but the thing with the good managers, they, 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 get, they can get battered in games. Yeah. They just lost to Norwich. I mean, like... Yeah. The, the, I, they're not... the Dean Smith bounce, don't they? It was, yeah. It, was, it very much was. I... They, they, again, they're not in good form, really speaking. They, they, we've been bitten by Southampton before, and I think that sometimes clouds our judgment on them. But they're not that. I don't think they're that team anymore. We say that they're actually in. They are, they're not. That's not true. They are in good. They are in reasonably good form. I know they just lost to Norwich, but they've won three of the last four. before that, you know, they're just a weird team. They yeah. don't score goals, Ross. That's the, yeah. to the point. Yeah, Danny, yeah. they've taken Danny Ings out, and the fact that they've managed to just be there. There. I mean, my point is, is that everyone's been raving about Brentford. And they're a point ahead of Brentford, and Brentford do have, you know, they've got a they've got a goal scorer. They've got even Tony there, who you know can, you can can score goals. Southampton just feel a little bit like lacking lacking in cutting edge, but they're, they're not. There's too many dreadful sides, I think, in the Premier League. So I, I think we do need to be wary of them. Uh, possibly, but I think when you see Brentford, like you saying before, Southampton are a forgettable side. Brentford have got an identity in the way that they play, and I think there's all the kind of like they've got a decent crowd, new stadium. Obviously, everyone likes their manager and what what they built, and you know. The analyst stuff that they brought in, the way that they built themselves, I think people can recognise. Whereas well, South Southampton have been that for fifteen yeah, but, years, but, but they were. Yeah. You know, how many times have we we've been to them and got um, picked off a few of their players and done that? And like like C says, when you sell Danny Ings and was it Che Adams and I can't remember the guy that they, they, they tried to know, re- they got. tried to replace him with. Yeah. Sometimes it, it just doesn't work. And like you said, I think I'm part of me is a little surprised that the manager is still there because. Because everyone else has pulled the trigger. That's kind of in and around that kind of form, or you know, whatever else. You know, particularly Watford. I think as soon as something goes wrong, but it isn't just like this season. Though. it's it's kind of mixed. But they've been spanked nine 0 twice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not. That's not a. That's but not, it, that's, with it, but two weeks prior to that, they beat Liverpool at Anfield. And that's the thing. They are so inconsistent, and that's the point. I think. I think he is a good manager. I think he's working. In very definitely Liverpool side though. It's Southampton. That's the, that's the thing. That's, is my, that, that's my point about them. Yeah. Is that they are more they drew with Man City this season. Yeah, you yeah. know they they are more than capable of 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 doing the of, of doing of doing all right of winning football matches and be and actually halting good teams in their yeah. tracks because of the way that they they play. Yeah. They just don't have what it takes to be above and above and beyond. Yeah, that's when you are. when you said they could finish ninth, I'd be shocked. Like if they finished top half. But yeah. again it's the goals, they haven't got the goals. Adam Armstrong I think scored on his debut and hasn't really done a well, whole lot. To since. the point they've got they've got four joint top goal scorers at the moment in Adam Armstrong, James it is in the league, James Ward Prowse, Shea Adams and Armando Brogia, I've never heard of. Uh over two goals each so far. Which is uh, and again top assist Nathan Redmond and Adam Armstrong. I've got two assists. Yeah, each. The, but like then, then the flip side is they are so inconsistent that they probably should have won at Man City. They get denied a penalty on a VAR challenge and a red card that I think wasn't the clear didn't meet the clear. Like obvi- yeah, yeah, it didn't meet clear yeah. and obvious. I think it was debatable. It wasn't a clear error from the referee. Yeah, that, that's what they've got. There's the warning sign for Liverpool that he went to City and almost you know almost won. He got a point and nearly won a game. So yeah. that's what you do have to be wary of. Ward Prowse is just a magician from set plays, and listen, West Ham did us on set pieces. And I bet you all week Southampton have been working on set plays. Mm-hmm. We've had this game against Porto; they haven't had nothing to do that. I imagine every single day Ralph Hasnutel's been figuring out which centre half's going to stand in front of Allison and things like that. And the delivery from Ward Prowse is probably the best in the world. It's up yeah. there with as, with as good as anybody. So that's the danger they pose. Um, 
again, the flip side is they don't score many, and Liverpool have scored two goals in every, what, the last 16 games, like two or more. It's hard to see how where Southampton are going to get two from, if I'm honest. Yeah. But they are not complete write-offs, but Southampton at home is a game that Liverpool have to be getting three points from. Can we? I want to draw attention to the fact that Ralph Hasenhutl has gone through some sort of mad personality change over the summer as well. He's Shoot gone it up, from he? no, he's gone from being like a guy who probably drinks five too many pints of Carlin in in, in the local pub. To a, he look, he now looks like a, a real craft ale man. Uh, I was going to say, he looks like a man who loves an IPA. He does. He's, a big, he's become a very big IPA fan over the summer. I don't know what that is. He's a big fan of Mumford and Sons all of a sudden. I don't know how that's, how that's happened. Uh, and apparently, he liked Kings of Leon before they were cool. Like, you know what I, mean? I, I, don't know what, I don't know what that's all about. But um, yeah, I, I think he's a good manager. And, and again, they are the, the type of energetic team that the gets in office and has caused us a bit of problems so far this season so that's my point on them is that Liverpool should be sound and again they've scored 11 goals in 12 games in the league so far this season but they're not getting battered by anyone as well which is which is the kind of point it should be sound it's at Anfield um, as long as Liverpool have learned lessons from the likes of Brighton and West Ham I don't know what you saying before about set pieces but in terms of the way we set up which I think was the major difference from Arsenal of not throwing loads of bodies in, in desperation for a goal to happen yeah. therefore leaving yourselves exposed because I'm I imagine Southampton will try and hit us on, on the counter-attack. And then the flip side of that is, if you get them 2-0 down, step on the throat to make it yeah. three. And Liverpool, we've done, we've, I think we've seen a ruthlessness to Liverpool. Again, again, the Arsenal one was a clear example of that. To be honest, the Porto was a little bit, not not as much, but Liverpool weren't sitting back at 2-0. Mm-hmm. They didn't take the foot off the gas, it was just for whatever reason. It was only really the last 15 minutes where Liverpool put the foot on the ball to an extent. Yeah. But that's the difference with the Brighton game. The Brighton game, you had 2-0, it was a row, it was easy. And then it, it did feel like, you know, when that was a three o'clock Saturday, like you said, mentioned before, Paul, where you know it's going to be a little bit different. This atmosphere. is not going to be a rocking Anfield for this game. And I know it, it sounds mad to say this with certainty when I'll be at the game, you know, and I can have an impact and I will. I'll be I'll sing and clap and do me, do me biz. But it, it's a games where Liverpool are expected to turn up and do the business. These are those games where you need to be on it, on, on yep. the pitch. And to, right, to the point, Brighton was great until the point where it wasn't. And I wonder whether, I, I, don't, I don't think... I, I guess what we mean by putting our foot on the throat, for me, putting the foot on the throat is a little bit different because we've been putting our foot on the throat of everyone this season, whereas this is probably a situation where you just like... Just leave, just step back and leave them to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we just, just, yeah, just, just, just yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just play, pass the ball around. And Thiago being back's a big, a big part of that. Certainly, actually having midfield choices. The fact that you've got James Milner in there, Jordan Henderson's going to be back for availability um, as well. Hopefully, you know, again, Trent having had a had a, had a midweek off. Robbo and and Shimikas being both primed and ready to go, etc., etc. Jota again being being fit and fresh could definitely, um, definitely yeah, just a week. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we have got a Twitter poll where we asked the question because we did the, we did the final word show and we were talking state around Costa uh, Shimikas' performance. We were talking around Andy Roberts' performance and how Andy Robbo just came onto that pitch like a like like prime Andy Robertson. He looked ready. He was prime. He was charging around, energetic. It looked like he had a real point to prove. And the I postulated on that show that. I think if if we put a poll out, this would be the closest split of 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 fan opinion as to who should start this game. For you, who would you go with, Robbo or Shimakas? Oh, I think I would go with Shimakas because I think I would have Robbo in the derby. 
I think that's me thinking. I, and I think, to be honest, if it's on form, if Jürgen's sticking to his form, whingy, shirt mentality and, and that thing, then I think Schimmerkast deserves it. Liverpool haven't let a goal in with him on the pitch. Liverpool have won every game he's played from the start. The only, go, the only time they haven't won is a sub-appearance against Chelsea. So I, I think I will go with Schimmerkast and I'd give Robertson the extra couple of times to just get him prepared for the derby. I think I'd want Robertson in the derby. An away derby... At Goodison, I think I'd want Robertson and his mentality and that kind of stuff on the pitch, which isn't a slight on Shimmercast, because I think he's got all that about him as well. He seems like a very, I don't know what it is, bubbly character, like he's up for it, you know, yeah. he, he, he gets involved a lot of it. But yeah, on form and everything like that, I, I think I'm going for Shimmercast, to be honest. Um, but again, it's splitting hairs. It's, it's a good problem to have. It's not it's not Trent Nicol Williams, with all due respect to Nicol Williams, like Trent gets 100% to that poll. Mm-hmm. This one, it's a genuine 50-50 chance. And... Again, I think it would it would be harsh on Shimakas. I think if you say to Robertson, you've got to earn your place back, that's a good thing. And it looked like that against Porto. It looked like when everyone else was like, all right, yeah, we're, we're, maybe now we can have a little rest on the ball. Robbo was like, I need to prove myself here. Mm-hmm. And that's the benefit of the of the Shimakas signing and, and him playing well. I would go again, I would get Shimakas on the pitch and I would hope that it really, really fires Andy Robertson up to, to have a, a world in the derby. So yeah, that's what I'd do. He's also Simicast in his in his favour. There's obviously loads of stats doing around. I think it's eight games, eight wins, no goals conceded, which means we go for it's it's all down to him. That's why yeah, I haven't yeah. any goals. We love a nice, nice oversimplification yeah. and yeah, stuff. Because like... last night we could have easily conceded some goals, by the way, and it was a slightly different. And one with him falling over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um but I think I agree with Steve. I, I think think I play him. You you play him while he's uh, his bags under his eyes aren't getting too big, and then you let him have a rest for, for the derby because that, because not that I think he'd do anything bad in the Merseyside derby, but I think there's a, I like Robertson's shit alsery, but it's contr- but I think it'd be controlled, whereas Simicast isn't as experienced in the in the Merseyside derby. Yeah, yeah I think that's I think that's a fair point, and like I say, that's no slight. I, I no. The, the good the good news is I don't really care, and that's a good place to be. There are certain players in the like if Liverpool are swapping out Mo Salah for t- Taki Minamino or. Origi's playing instead of Mane, then you're like, wow, the drop off is huge. And I think Andy Robertson is a world class left back, by the way. Mm. But the fact that we can bring a lad in, and I don't think I, I, whoever starts, whoever Jager names at two o'clock on on the weekend, we're all like, oh yeah, that's fine. I guess it just sort of depends on what the, what's the point of rotating Robbo. Have we got Simicast so that we get more and better from Andy Robertson? Yeah. Or have we rotated them because we're looking to improve upon Andy Robertson? Or are we, are we just looking to split the game time a bit more so you get any, you, you've got two brilliant guys because they use a lot of energy up in it. We don't really know where that from comes. The suspicion right now is is the is the first one, is that we want a better Andy Robertson because there's a reason Robertson comes in for Chelsea, I think. You know, you know, he'd been injured and he goes straight back in for the Chelsea game. This is a really interesting psychological test here for what for, for the players and how Cotton manages this because Costas has not done anything wrong. In fact he's been good. So and it's not a massive game at the weekend. So if you bring in Robbo, back him for this. Is it then saying, well, Robbo gets this and then I'm going to decide who works hardest and they start the derby? Because actually that's pretty cool. Because that might help that might help benefit both players. Because if you don't but if you don't play Costas in this one and then it's Robbo a game for the derby, is that like how do you you're gonna run the risk of, of Costas Shimakas being like at what point does he go? Oh, what's the what's the fucking point? Yeah, but you say that, Paul. But when he got when he was signed, he he signed for Liverpool, knowing Liverpool had Andy Robertson, so he must have knew what he was coming in as. Mm-hmm. The same reason Ibu Kanate knows what he's walked into. He knows that he's getting this. The flip side is you mentioned like what's the point and how's Klopp picking it? I think if you're picking it on form, then it's Shimakash anyway. And it, again, 
there's a genuine argument to be made. If Liverpool think the derby's a harder game, then there's an argument to push Shimakas in the derby because mm-hmm. he's been actually been playing better than Robertson. So that that it, it, that's the flip side of it. I think personally, I'm guess I'm preempting the result of this poll. I've got a quick, I've got a sneaky feeling Shimakas is going to win the vote. I think he's very much flavour of the month at the moment, and he deserves to be because he's played really well. And Andy Robertson's not actually. I've started yeah. to notice a creeping bit of a dip, thing where people getting a bit angry with Robbo and starting to clamour for it. We've got the uh, the poll up actually. You can go and vote now. It's twenty three hours left on it if you want to try and make a difference, but it won't make a difference to what I'm showing you right now because this is live. Um, who would you start at left back on Saturday? Oh. Robbo forty nine point four percent of the vote, and Costa Shimakas takes it with fifty. Tight as cramp. <laughs> tight as cramp, that mate. Tight as cramp. Um, but isn't tech as unlucky Jason McAtee? Um, joke from the final word do go and check that out it's available right now on Redman Plus um, yeah I, I think that shows you where we're at really but also as mentioned, mentioned on the final word the amount of football that Robertson's played so it's no shock when he came on last night that he's pumped up and fired up obviously we, as we mentioned for the competition but he's had a rest he's had time to like be injured recover and not go you know as you mentioned before oh you're straight back in by the way because we don't trust what Simicast is doing again I bring it back to squad depth which everyone kind of bangs on about We've got one, we've got the luxury of using it. If Simicast doesn't play the Merseyside Derby, I don't think you'll think, what's the fucking point? Because you'll look at the fixture list and go, well, I'm going to get, get more games than I got last season, in yeah. this month, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably there already, and he, yeah. we didn't see him at He'd all. He'd probably be happy with Robbo getting rushed back, because he's more likely to get injured if he gets rushed back, and yeah. he'll get more games <laughs> off, the, off, off the back of it. Who would you pick? I would stick with Simicast. Yeah, same. Um, because I think he's earned it, and yeah. I think there's a couple of those conversations which we will have in a moment. <laughs> After we have our break. Um, the trivia question was, when did Liverpool last lose to Southampton in the league at Anfield? What was the score and who scored the goals? Answer after this short break. Hey everyone, Mate here. Just a little insert from me to say that if you enjoy this podcast and the other podcasts that we put out for free and you want more than my word, you can have more on the redmentv.com. Go over there, sign up and get extra bonus shows from us each and every week as well as a whole suite of video content, documentaries, features and interviews. But yes, you can also play those podcasts in your native podcasting app as well to have a seamless Redmen TV experience in your ears. The redmentv.com, sign up there today. Hey, there we go. Welcome back. Um, hopefully, after the fact, when this is all neatly re-edited, no one will know the uh, <laughs> catastrophe that we nearly uh, suffered live here on the show. I, yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, it's not the first time I've accidentally been shown to the to the. Hang on, careful with that. Um, At least yeah. you your pants on this yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yes, um, the trivia question um, was: When was the last time Southampton beat Liverpool in the league at Anfield? What was the score? Who was the scorer? Um, we've got some suggestions. Uh, someone saying Mane in there, which is incorrect. Um, Steve, you know the answer. Ross, do you know the answer? No, I have a guess. Go on. That's, that's one way for. 20... 13. Yes. Well done. Fuck off, was it? Okay. Was it? Okay. That's that's yeah. Beginning okay. of the 13-14 season. Go. Effectively, it was a game that effectively might have cost Liverpool the league if you tally the points points up from them games that season. Yep. And do you know who scored? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! Degsy cost yeah. us the league title. Yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. Was so that the 21st of September? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ross. Bellend. Did Tell you Google it? Moment. You wrote it on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But acting... Well, you could be, you had a real opportunity to be. I'm not that person. I can't. You were that person to do it, but I not know, to but, deliver. Yeah. 
Yeah, all I felt guilty afterwards. Don't like cheating. Oh, Ross. But entertainment. Southampton's lineup out of interest was Arthur Boric in goal. Nathaniel Klein was at right back. Dejan Lovren, partner Jose Font at centre half. Luke Shaw was left back. Victor Wanyama, Morgan Snyder, and, and Adam Lallana were in midfield. And it was Danny Osvaldo, Jay Rodriguez, and Ricky Lambert up front. There's a lot of excellent pool players. There's a team. lot of excellent and, and a bit of Everton and a, a bit of Man, <laughs> Man United. That, that Southampton side got royally picked apart, didn't it? Royally. Um, right, sound. There you go. Well done. If you got that, you're an absolute genius. If you were. Uh, Unless cheated. you're a cheat. Unless you're a cheat. Disgrace. I'm fine with Boo. it. We sang Ali for you. Boo. <laughs> I was genuinely sticky. thrilled. My face on that on that replay is gonna be one of joy and you ruined it. Horrendous. We needed that we needed that win, Ross. And you <laughs> stole that from us with your cheating. Get Joe to edit with your that. honesty. Get Joe to edit that out with you. <laughs> iPad back out to five. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anyone um, from the midweek deserve to keep their place in this side? Do you want to remind people of the Invitational? Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. By the way, yes, we we told everyone earlier on we got the a brand new Redmen League on the Ultimate Fan stuff. Do check it out; it's really good fun. Uh, do use our link, by the way. Don't use anyone else's. Use ours. Um, there is a league that you can join, so now we can play along with you guys and we can see where everyone's getting up to. And we will be putting that out on our socials when it finishes, and we'll be bringing it into the show on a weekly basis. So can we join the Redmen League? The code is oh, uh, it's BC six five. I don't know. Just does that sometimes. There we go. Mm-hmm. BC6528. So when you go on the app, if you've got it already, make sure you update the app because it won't be there. But on the top right-hand side, there's a plus sign. Just put the code in there and you join. And you're fine. Peace go to at the Redmen TV Twitter account and it's there for you to see. Yeah. There's a little guide on there as well. If you, you scroll through because they tweet a lot of shit. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Deserves a place. Yeah, absolutely. Thiago deserves to stay in the team. I mentioned Shimakas deserves to stay in the team. There's a few there. I mean, it's different for Thiago because Thiago is an established... I think he gets in Liverpool's best 11 anyway. Well, yeah. I know he gets in Liverpool's best yeah. 11. Um, Ox is the one that you could feed me. If he's fit enough and strong enough to go again, I think it makes perfect sense to let him go again. Um, bring Fabinho in, Thiago in, stays, and then I'll, I'll, I'll be fine with that. At some point, the captain's going to come back in there anyway. But my feeling with Ox is 
again, maybe I'm disparaging him here, and maybe this is going to sound really harsh, but I don't. There's nothing to suggest this is going to last that long. So it's like striking while the iron's hot. Yeah. Let's get, if Ox is in this role of run of the form, let's go with it until he's not. Yeah. And I thought he was excellent uh, against Arsenal. Thought he was really good against Porto. So if it was me, yeah, I'd, I'd happily let. Again, you don't have to give him the full game. He can have an hour. Henderson can get the, the extra half hour. We know he's not been a hundred percent fit and with training and stuff. So. Yeah, of all the players who does it, I think the midfield, especially I think Thiago and Ox are probably the best two players on the pitch. Mm-hmm. I think they both deserve to start if if that's how Jürgen's going to play it. It's it, yeah, it is a fascinating one because the derby, the derby looming, is a big part of this, and it's like you want you want everyone pairing for that. And I know you're right; he often picks mad teams for derbies. I don't think he thinks I, Everton are very good. No, I know that's <laughs> definitely true. He, de- he definitely he definitely treats Everton the way that he treats everyone else. He, he very rarely just put our absolute best best team out. But I think we might do more of that this time around because we've been afforded it because we've not run everyone into the ground because of rotation in midweek this week. But also, just have how tight it is. And, and again, we we don't have a good record at Goodison Park and there's a bit of a wrong to right from last season where, if you remember, we went... That was the closest to our our strongest eleven almost we've ever had. Jordan Pickford, yeah, and, yeah, and with, the, with the exception of our joining goal and Jordan Pickford, you know, throwing in throwing in tackles. Um I don't know. I, I I would like Ox on merit to be able to keep his place, but you've well, my point is you've got to get Jordan Henderson ready because I think he absolutely has to play the derby. Yeah, it's nice to have a decision to make, isn't it? Really, I I I think I'd start Oxley Chamberlain and give Hendo 30, 35 yeah. minutes because I don't think you're doing him any harm, and I don't think Ox plays the derby. I think you're getting both best of both, and you get Oxley Chamberlain play the derby. By the way. Milner might play the derby from the start as well. I wouldn't be shocked. I just the I problem think he needs got, to, does he? No, but that's the thing. And no needs to. I think I think Jürgen would like Milner on the pitch. I've yeah. got just a sneaky feel. I think he might. The problem we've caught with this is that if if Thiago is fit, there's no game of football that isn't suited to Thiago Alcantara because he's that good. Yeah. And Fabinho's the best six. Jordan's going to find himself in a slightly awkward position, all of a sudden, and that's where Milner's down the, ends up a bit down the pecking order. Milner probably goes back into his role as let's show things up for the final 20 minutes of football matches yeah, he's not playing AC Milan either is he well so, yeah, yeah yeah so he's got a week of the week off after, afterwards um, it's, it's tricky I mean look at us look at us look at how far we've come midfielders look at us look at us Kaita's yeah. trained right in Italian as well yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be too soon for him uh, you'd imagine again the point, point AC no Milan's good for him well no need to yeah no yeah. need to rush him back at yeah. all now Um but we have, you know, we've got, you know, and even Tyler Morton's put himself into the into the, into the conversation. If we want to, I was I was actually thinking of him as he's the new Pezzo Shiravea, in so much as Jurgen Klopp started playing him in those in those like he played him in the derby, didn't he? And and, and he played him in a couple of those games. All of a sudden, when you're like, well, what's he going to do to rotate this side? And then here you go, there's there's Pedro Tiago Tiago Morton. Tyler, maybe that's his name. Tyler Morton just starting and Goodison will be will be quite the, the style. <laughs> yeah. And it might, that might show you again what Jurgen thinks of Everton. He, he does like he, that, doesn't he? He, does, he doesn't rate Everton, mate. Well, I he doesn't it, think it's, they're good. I think he does that sometimes to tell Everton what we think. What we think of them because it's like going. They don't even think we're good enough, and if particularly when they're struggling and they've got some of their own doubts, having the best manager in the world basically tell you, "No, you're right. You are a bit crap." But I think because it's Rafa and because it's all that, you know, I think he will go stronger. But before we get ahead of ourselves, particularly just for the game in front of us, I think Henderson 
Anderson probably needs to start. You know, I think it actually makes sense that you would play him for 60 and play Ox for 30 in this, and then you've got the choice to decide what you want to do for the derby. But has Ox done anything wrong to warrant to have, No, no, not, not at all, but that's squad management, isn't yeah. it? I, I don't think it's... I don't think that... Depends whether it's merit or... Or keeping the keeping your plate spinning is how is out is how to look at it. Jordan won't it won't damage Jordan in any way for having maybe having another bit of time. It damages Ox, I think, if you take him out the team now. That's my thinking on it. I think against striking while I and Tot, stick with him uh and go with it. But yeah, again it's one of those where I don't think it's that big an issue. I actually think for this game, I think Oxley Tim's actually better suited than Henderson. Mm-hmm. I don't th- I think with Thiago and Fabinho, we both presume he's gonna start. I don't think I don't think you need the third I don't know what Henderson's role is, but more controlling. I think you can afford to take a risk on Ox, like you know, a bit more dynamic. Running, well, you've got few... Fabinho and Thiago in there. Exactly, there's your insurance almost. I actually think the balance of those three is really good. I thought it was excellent against Arsenal. It was probably the most balanced that midfield's looked yeah. for quite a while. And that Fabinho was just being amazing, like he always is. Thiago again, fantastic, and Oxley Chamberlain that bit of dynamism. Man, you've got to expect from him. You've got to accept as well that he's going to run to the edge of the box at times and get tackled because that he, he, he will. Yeah. But over times you run through the box and you play a pass in and he opens up space. That he, by driving at that back four of Southampton, who I imagine is going to be pretty rigid, Ox is the one, I think, who will open up space. Ideally, if he was fit, this game screams Naby Keita. And I think he'd have started, but he's not. So Ox is almost the next best option when of that. You're on the uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain like history tour at the moment as well, aren't you? You know, he's done Arsenal, <laughs> he's got he's got Southampton looming. There's also that thing of like you might have seen his past, present and future where you haven't done Brighton as well, where you <laughs> like, follow the Lallana path uh, out of the club. You know, West Ham, there's a bunch of clubs that he's played where it's like, this is where you might end up if you don't succeed at Liverpool kind of stuff. So you put it to the point, we actually, I don't know, we have a bit of a mixed bag when our, when ex-Southampton players play against Southampton, like Lalana struggled a few times, Lovren lost his head once or once or twice. Um I, I don't think he felt with this you know, having not jumped yet, having not jumped between them to us, I don't think Ox like Ox carries that kind of stigma, but it's another good chance for him to just it's a, it, he's he's getting better. Yeah. He's, he's playing games, yeah. shock horror. And I said I had a reference when I spoke to Errol on our the match for Porto. Um I did say to him, like it's not sometimes with Ox he gets dropped in and he's gone again for a month and he's dropped in again, he's gone. And then we're all judging him on that one game where he looked a bit crap, but he had no rhythm. And I referenced Canate against Porto, looked like a man who had no rhythm. If Canate got five games, I'd be shocked in the fifth game in the run, he'd look pretty as shaky as he did at time yeah. against Porto. We've got Ox, again, that's what I'm saying, he's built up this head of steam, let's capitalise on it now, because he doesn't look like a player. I think you could, and it's strange to say this for the squad rotational player. He has he isn't actually that good at being that mm-hmm. because he's not a guy you can just drop in and he looks the same. Where he looks like he needs that run, 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 and then he, we got him. Well, in midfield, yeah. Certainly. If you stick him, if you stick him out on the right or something, but if you're playing him centre mid, I think he look he's better for the run. If out you want him to be more than a seven out of ten footballer, then he's got to play games of football. Yeah. And to Steve's point before, the way that he does play, the thing that annoyed me about Brighton and West Ham was our transitional play. And it's like you you taking I'm not saying Henderson does this by the way, but you take an extra split second in in your build up and trying to counter their counter, then the moment's gone. And you know, and we've got really poor at that. And I imagine Southampton will do much of the same of going, well, we'll let Liverpool have the ball, we're happy to have it, we'll take our moments where we can. But when they've committed loads of bodies forward, we'll, we'll try and hit them back. When you're reversing that, Oxley Chamberlain's the perfect person because you're talking about that driving, driving forward and just go like directness with with the ball. I think he's he's ideal for that. And like you said, he'll find moments where he's got three people in front of him. He did last night, and he'll and he lose the ball. It'd be frustrating, but he's someone who takes risks and takes a gamble. Yeah, no, it's interesting stuff. Certainly, the um, I, again, 
having a selection headache. I mean, the good thing is the games are so thick and fast, and again, we are we you're going to pick up little daft injuries here and there, so the doors are going to be it's going to be a rotating door, I think, of players coming in and going back out again and what have you. But again, I don't know. I don't, the good thing is now I think Ox has done enough in the last few weeks where. I we we can make a sensible case for him starting. You can make a sensible case for him being on the bench. It would be a bit weird if he if he just all of a sudden wasn't involved for two for two or three games. But I mean that's the nature of where we're at. Really, we have got as much as people have tried to make it out. Like Liverpool <coughs> haven't got lots of midfield options. This is the thing where we we're faced with. Yes, we've got injury pro midfielders, but if they if when when they are all fit concurrently. And they're not. We've still got like Cater and Jones still aren't in the equation and, and Elliot still aren't in the equation here. We've got a surplus of guys who all need, like Milner's going to need minutes and Hendo are going to need to be able to make sure that you're getting them at, at 100%. So whether he chooses to do that and then rotate in the week, we'll, 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 we'll certainly have to Can see. Can I ask you a question again? Go okay, I'm doing this. Who would you pick? Would, would Ox start for you? Um, honest answer, I've got no idea. Yeah, it's no idea. <laughs> like I... I Again, like the Simicast thing, I would just be caught. I, I, I would just on the the, the psychological benefits yeah. of saying to these lads, "Well done, keep going." Yeah, 100%. But there are sports science motives behind things that I'm not privy to, yeah. which I and I, I I have a tangential understanding of by what by studying how Klopp rotates his sides. I'm a football manager. Well, no, but he's, that, he's on seventy-one I mean, percent. Absolutely not football manager because the level I play football manager does not have that kind of thing in it. Like I play football manager mobile, so it's like, yeah, I like I like a four-four-two attack. Um, the um, so I have a feeling you'll see Robbo and Hendo come in and do the, the lion's share, and then if it's going well, you might see them the, the flip reverse of what you saw in, in, in midweek is how it would logically follow, but. I've got no problem with either of those lads starting. Let us know what you think in the live comments alongside. Uh, let's have a look at the weekend's fixtures. So is it not a conversation centre back as well, by the way? Only like because oh. uh, my my concern when you talk about the same thing for Oxley Chamberlain is Joel Matip, and I'm in both camps on Joel Matip are going. Obviously, played play 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 Porto. Does he get a rest between that and then Everton because of the yes, game dramatic that he's played? And then yeah. Canati played Porto. Does he stay in Virgil van Dijk comes back in? Yes, I think that, that I actually yeah. do. I think yeah. that I agree with that. Yeah. I think Matip will drop out for this. So I think Canati yeah. will move back over to where okay. he's best Chat. alongside Virgil. Yeah, no, no I, point, I, I, point, I, think I think it's a very good point because Matip, I, I want Matip in the derby. Ergo, the fact that he played the game, up full game against Porto, and this, probably thinks he's not going to play three in a week, but four in a week, given he played against Arsenal as well. Yeah. Four in two weeks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it'll be. I think we'll see Canate move over. Matip wouldn't have played against Porto, I think, if Gomez was fit. I yeah. think Gomez would have played left centre half with Canate. Yeah. Um, um, and Matip would have had that week. I, think off. I, I agree. I think I think very much like the Palace game where Canate went in again, didn't he, for that one? Mm. I think. Yeah, like, I agree. I think we'll see Canate. Is there, is, I know we're getting ahead of is, is there a chance that Van Dyke doesn't play the derby? No. Not at all. I think you've got you've got to play that. That's like you know, uh, I've used this analogy before, and it's a, but no one will really re- reference it. But like, there's an episode of Knight Rider, right? Settling, um, where the car kit gets yep. absolutely destroyed, and he's got to get put through a, a course when he gets rebuilt, and he's not, and he's a bit hesitant, and blah blah blah, and he's got to be able to go. It's like he's got to go through the brick wall. Because when you're at your best, you can go through the brick wall, but you've got to you've got to psychologically get yourself over the hump. And I think it's important for Virgil to get back on the pitch at Goodison Park 
and not have your knee snapped in half by the by the goalkeeper. Got to keep his head. Was the reason the reason I said yeah, it's very very difficult for him to. If you don't play him in that, you're like saying he's never going to be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, calm as you like. It's in the song for a reason. Like I don't, I don't think I he's a man who. No, no, I don't think he'd go out to go and hurt someone. But I just think it's a, it's and a even unique situation, fine. isn't I'm, it? I'm happy yeah. with that. <laughs> if he wants to go and absolutely lay one on, on, that's fine. Let's yeah. get away with it. Mill on the rest last night against Porto. Yeah, not in a malicious, horrible, no, no, dangerous way. A fifty-fifty dart. No, if you want to, whatever. But a fifty-fifty derby challenge I think more likely yeah. just not that type of player anyway yeah. like, I, 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 it's it's a, never, never had someone lunge at his leg before yeah. after oh outside. you think he's just going to go and absolutely web pick for no I don't think he would but I think there's always that realisation there that, that he might do because it's such a unique situation hey Ross yeah. let's talk about it next week okay Fair enough. Yeah, I think you're right on Canati. Go back to that. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I think I, you may. I do. I agree with that. I think that's because I think you want Virgil and Matip for the derby. Absolutely, and it's a good opportunity to get another more minutes for for, for Canati here. So yes, definitely. Right. The other prayer fixtures happening this weekend. Early kickoff on the Saturday is Arsenal hosting Newcastle. Uh, obviously, then with a bunch of three o'clocks, including ourselves, Norwich Wolves. Uh, Crystal Palace Villa, Stevie taking on the Palace. Um, Brighton uh, Leeds is the half five kickoff. Ugh. Um, Sunday, a bunch of twos. We've got Ooh. Brentford hosting the Ev. Man City, West Ham, Leicester, Watford, Burnley, Tottenham, and Chelsea against Michael Carrick's Manchester United. Do you think um, they're partly not given? Besides incompetence, some of the managers job at Man United because the Chelsea game's coming up and just thought, don't get out of no, start. I think you're, I think you are giving them far too much credit. I don't think they know <laughs> which manager they want. I, I genuinely, their plan was not to sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> their plan was to stick with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah. and they had no. And now they're getting rejected by, play, by managers as well. Yes, I'll stay at Ajax. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think I do think you've. Yeah, they, it's right. not to do with waiting. I think it is generally a case of pot, pot. No, is it? Is it? No. Okay. Oh shit! The, the, the idea of the interim before and before an interim thing is just sensational, isn't it? it? Just speaks to what an absolute car crash of a football yeah, club that is. Steve Bruce like, is the only person putting his name forward for the job. Give it to Steve Bruce. Honestly, I think that, I, was, I was hoping that we could get a new manager bounce. I'm like, I, I wish very little success for Manchester United, but in this game, and Man United wins better for Liverpool. Chelsea will probably bat them everywhere, but again, yeah. the thing with, the thing that exists with Man United, and this is why Ole stayed in the job so long, is they've got so many good players that the good players might actually just do might Ronaldo do might just get nicked a goal. Exactly, exactly. But Chelsea are probably slightly more likely to do to them what we did to them, you know, because that's very, that's very yeah. Absolutely. And City, West Ham, so West Ham knocked City out the Carabao. Yes, but um, losing Ogbonna is a big thing for West Ham, isn't it? They, they, I, I will know about them. I think this this next month, West Ham are going to fall off a cliff. Do you think? Yeah, I really do. Yeah, because again, they're not. They've got European football, haven't we? We thought this last year, though, you know, and they, they never really. Yeah, but it, it the was, European thing it was, was different. It was a different world as well, wasn't it? In terms True. of what they they capitalised on being stable in a, in a very unstable league. Yeah. Um, I hope this is the last the juice we get out of them. I mean, Just they're, do they're something a, to Man City. They're a big, strong, physical side, and I think like it's hard to bully Manchester City because they're so good but if you can't if any team can go there and City have just come through PSG as well if, if anyone can go to their, their place and just um, to be fair West Ham have got really good players I think I, I think Antonio's brilliant I'm a big Rice fan so they've got they've got, they've got a chance we the thing about the, the, is in West Ham's favour there and maybe Manchester United's favour it's a bit like us in the West Ham game we came up there off the back of the Atletico game and we put a lot into that Atletico game and we were, we were brilliant and I know that you know European council council all over the place but City have put a big shift in there against Paris Saint-Germain and Chelsea have put a big shift in there against Juventus which is something we obviously haven't had to do in midweek in the same way with Porto so 
there's a there's a chance there's a chance either of those side drop points, and I think if we if the league is to normalise in, in terms of I think the gap between, I think our gap to the first will close in the in the next month. It tends to happen in the next two weeks. We had this year a couple of years ago where Chelsea were the third horse in the three horse race, and they and I think they beat they, they beat City and then but then they dropped half points themselves and it, and then they started to fall away. I think there's an argument to say that West Ham is a harder shift than PSG, to be honest with you. And mm-hmm. just take, take the names out of it. I mean, in terms of who you come up against, the fact that they, they actually play as a team for a start, yeah. you know, it's harder to break down in the PSG you play with seven forwards. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice for, uh, again, West Ham, again, the physicality and stuff. But they, I don't want to over-egg that because they're really technically really good as well. Listen, if Southampton can go and take something off Man City at home, I mean, West Ham is way better than Southampton. Crystal Palace. Play, yeah, so... Man City aren't unfallible, you know. They're not. Chelsea are looking like they are. Um, and again, I'm more, I'm more with you. I'm more on the Chelsea th- thing. Five nil Chelsea sounds more realistic than one nil Man United to me. Yeah. That's where we're at with those two teams. Yeah, but again, you know, they they, they managed to do a very PKLA thing, getting past Villarreal, didn't they? You know, like they've, that's my point. I wouldn't. I would say more in hope than an expectation for both of those. They're both yeah. capable of taking points off those sides. I, I'm not going to put anything on that. I'm not going to no. think about it. If it happens, it's a win. Liverpool just got to go and beat Southampton. We play first as well, which is a nice change. Go and put the points down. If we can put another statement performance down, hand the baton of pressure over to them. When then all of a sudden they have got to, they've got to go and hyper exert themselves in really big games, having already done that in midweek to only have the point difference be exactly the same as it was going into the weekend. That's where you start to win the psychological war. Hopefully. Um, score predictions then? 4 0 to Liverpool. 6 0. Wow. I'll take a 3 0 to Liverpool in this one. I mean, I'll take more, but I'll be more than content. Anyway, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm back to that. I'm back now in the mentality. Maybe less so because it's still November. December, I would, I'd be made up for us to win every game 1 0 in December. Just got to get through it. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Not asked. Not asked. Just, just rack up the points. Goal difference. Be damned for goal difference. Because we've got a boss goal difference. Just winning football matches is what it's all going to be about. So, yes, that lets me know your score predictions in the comments. Uh, do check out the Stan 11 Predictions show. Uh, and if you want more from us, it is free view month on Redmen Plus, which is our Liverpool streaming service like Netflix for Liverpool fans. Uh, we have got extra shows. I'm going to be chatting to Neil Jones doing Jano Insight live this afternoon. And we get some insights onto the Mason Mount uh, transfer links. Some more on Jurgen Klopp uh, accidentally or missing to being misinterpreted and offending an entire continent, uh, and a couple of the bits and pieces as well. There was the final word show, sixty minutes looking back on the Porto win and the instant match reaction, which got, happens after every single game. Uh, there was the debate show. There was around the league show and the Oppo previews as well for, for Porto, which you missed last week, which you can check out. Uh, but there'll be a Southampton one presumably tonight. Yeah, tonight. yeah there you go. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's freebie months. If you use the code REDMEN Plus, then you get all of this week's content and, in fact, the rest of the month, which will take you up to Christmas, which gives you, I think, it's eight games uh, in December. So you're going to get all the pre and post match build up for all of those games. There is an Exploring a Derelict Melwood feature video to come. There's a two part 50 greatest Liverpool players of the Premier League era happening on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. If you start your freebie month now, 
do it because uh, the code will be turned off at the end of the month. So last chance to get involved with an entire free month. I think we worked out over between now and Christmas over fifty five. I think it's fifty five shows. Give or take, you're going to get absolutely zilch Joe money. Yeah, and the chance to go back and watch everything else we've ever done. Absolutely, yeah, massive archive, and you can get it in podcast form in your native podcasting apps as well. So if you just like the audio versions of stuff, it's there for you as well. It's both a podcast streaming service and a video streaming service. We have got you covered, Red. Uh, right, thank you so much. Uh, the watch along we return as well live on YouTube at the weekend hope to see you all over there thank you very much that was an absolute pleasure see you all soon Ta-da. hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.